<clears throat> Hello? Hello? Hi everyone, you're listening to Project Investment, where we share stories, knowledge, and effective ways on how you can get into the world of economy. Today, we'll be talking about how to invest in the stock market, bonds, UITF, and many more. I am Melvin Ritz-Talabis. I am Trisha Angelica Generoso. And I am Eliza Pilialocon. This podcast episode was made on November 11, 2022, with the speakers collaborating all the way from Cabuyo, Binyan, and Santa Cruz, Laguna. If you are a breadwinner, moneymaker, risk taker, and of course, an entrepreneur, then this podcast is definitely for you. Let us help each and everyone with their finances and explore the world of investment. Today we will be talking about the different investments you can get into and why you should be investing in them right now. We will also look at each of the pros and cons that might help you decide which investment best suits you. Let us get started, shall we? To start off, we will be talking about something almost everyone has already heard of, stocks. I have heard of stocks before, but what exactly are stocks, Chloe? Well, stocks and units are usually referred to as shares in the stock in market. In short, if the company you invest in does well, your investment will also go up in value, and of course, vice versa. So, do I just invest in a company and hope it does good? That sums up the flow of the stock market, but of course, the market each has their own different ways to make their own money. That is true. A common saying used in the market would be the buy low sell high strategy most beginners stick to. It is when an investor buys a share while its price is low and hopes it goes up so they can sell it back at a higher price. To give a much more detailed example, Imagine I bought shares while their price is at 1,000 pesos each. After some time, a share now costs 2,000 pesos each. It means our investment is now double what we originally bought it for once we decide to sell it. I guess that strategy not only applies to the stock market but to many different assets as well. The only problem with stocks is that you need a good amount of knowledge around the market and the patterns that often show up with it. And to add to that, the market is always going to be a bit volatile, making it a constant risk to invest. Of course. Now, using the example Chloe gave earlier, but only this time, the price for each share devalued to 500 pesos. This means that we are currently at a loss with the shares that we invested in. So you should really know what you are doing when you plan to get into stocks and be prepared to take risks and losses along the way. Yes, but you should never underestimate the potential gain and the knowledge you can get from investing in stocks. Stocks give great first and experience with investing money and show you the know-how that you could only obtain from taking the risk other people won't take. Seeing how and when the market goes up and down really helps you get a better feel of your way through your investments and it also sharpens your own entrepreneurial instincts as well as toughening out your ability to handle losses when it comes to investing. It also unconsciously helps you become more aware of the current flow of both the economy of your own country 
as well as other countries in relation to the different companies who plan to invest in. Things like how they are being affected by world affairs and where our economy might be going as time passes by. Exactly. You know, even as students, once you start putting your money into things here and there, over time it'll make you more attentive with where our economy has been going. Recently, people have been keener on looking at foreign exchange rates with regards to the US dollar currency and their own, which is the peso. They've been researching the recent inflation and the possible regression we might be getting into due to our current state, and that's a really, really good thing to see in many people. Mm, but now that you mention it, wouldn't you say crypto is similar to stocks? They are a bit similar, but of course, there are some things fundamentally different between the two, such as having a share of ownership of a company when it comes to stocks, as opposed to buying crypto, and so on. Which leads us to one of our sponsors for Project Investment, FTX. This is Steph Curry, the world's leading expert on cryptocurrency. I'm not. He's not making pasta, he's printing crypto. No. He mines Bitcoin from a giant block of ice. Definitely not. Okay, quit messing around, man. Give me some tips on crypto. No. But you are an expert, right? No. I'm not an expert, and I don't need to be. With FTX, I have everything I need to buy, sell, and trade crypto safely. Can you at least teach me how to shoot free throws? Now moving on, aside from stocks, what other investment could we start putting our money into? A good place to start your investments would be through UITF. What is a UITF? Well, a UITF or a Unit Investment Trust Fund is a trust fund where the money invested is handled by professionals and can productively harness these funds, taking advantage of economies of scale. In simple words, someone else manages your money and invests it with the hopes that it grows and gains profit. UITFs are usually offered by banks as well, which makes it quite accessible to most people who plan to invest. I see. So, a UITF is a good place to invest for people who are just starting out. You also get to choose what kind of UITF you plan to invest in once you plan to invest. Usually, you will get briefed on the different investment plans each UITF holds before you decide to close out the deal with the bank. Oh, what kind of investment plans can you usually get from a UITF? There are actually three different plans based on the nature of each investment. The three investments you could start would be the money market, and or bond funds, balance funds, or equity funds. Each plan has its unique pros and cons due to the nature of where each investment places the funds accumulated from the UITF. Then, which investment plan would you suggest for each person? Do you base it on how passive or aggressive the investment is? That's a factor. But each person really needs to assess what plan best suits each of their needs and fits their financial situation at the moment. Things like security, liquidity, inflation, interest rates, 
volatility, and many more different factors come into play when choosing the right investment plan for you to start with. Because each plan has its own strengths and weaknesses based on the nature of the investment. By looking at the different natures of each plan and how they operate, it will help you decide which investment is right for you. So how do you get your money from the investments you put into the UITF? Sometimes there are holding periods where you need to wait a certain amount of time before withdrawing to avoid the penalty cost. Yes, but aside from that, you can usually withdraw any time during the investment after the initial holding period. Though it would take a few days on occasion to get it liquefied into cash, but nothing excessively long. There are so many possible investments you can get into that it's almost overwhelming for most people. But it is also why people should start learning a bit more about possible investments they should get when the time comes. They also need to ensure that their money is always in a safe place. Speaking of safe places, getting life insurance is a must if you want to keep the people you love safe from financial issues even beyond this life. Now that you mentioned it, I know of an investment that fits a life insurance and a fund accumulation into one. What investment would that be? I believe it is called a VUL, which means Variable Universal Life. Yeah, I think I've heard of that before. How does VUL work? So, a VUL not only serves as your life insurance, but also serves as a source of income by using some of accumulated cash as investments that can be put into the market, ultimately gaining profit from it. The problem with getting a VUL is that it is evidently more expensive as opposed to other insurances due to the different fees that come along with it. To add to what Trisha said, a VUL is arguably a high-risk, high-reward investment due to its nature. There might come a time where the investments devalue to a point where putting in more money is needed to avoid causing the policy to lapse. Then what good do I get from getting a VUL? Just like what Melvin said, it is a high-risk, high-reward investment. Benefits like permanent life insurance with no expiry still come into play. But for you to be successful with your investment, you will need a lot of liquid money to be able to sustain the VUL. But the returns you can get from a VUL is what makes it a worthy investment. Withdrawals on a VUL are both tax-free and interest-free when paying for emergencies, medicals, or just about any financial issue. This means you will still benefit from your life insurance while you are alive. VULs have also gained traction over the years and have been opted for by most people who can afford the fees that come along with it due to the many benefits you do get from investing in a VUL. When it comes to opening life insurance, VULs are usually what people go for since they can also be used for many sudden accidents in life that not all insurances cover. We have learned so much about investing in the stock market, UITF, and VUL. I agree. Now let us move forward to bond investments. 
Melvin, do you know what bonds are? Bonds can be referred to as a type of fixed income investment. There is guaranteed repayment of the principal investment, thus these provide steady cash flow to the investors. It represents a loan made by an investor to a borrower. I see. Do bonds come with interest as well? Yes, they do. The loan made will build up interest over time. The borrower would then need to pay both the initial loan and interest. The stream of interest payments also adds up to the investor's income from the bonds. Exactly. Bonds are like that. They are used by large entities such as companies, municipalities, corporations, and governments to finance projects, maintain operations, and fulfill other spending needs. That is interesting. Can you give an example of a bond? Let's say company ABC intends to borrow 10 million pesos to finance the construction of a new building. However, they could not obtain the financing from a bank. Thus, they opt to raise the money by selling 10 million pesos worth of bonds to investors. Terms of the loan, interest payments, and the maturity date of the principal loan, at which the principal amount must be paid in full, are included in bond issuance. Under the terms, company ABC promises its bondholders 6% interest per year for 6 years, with interest paid semi-annually. The face value of each bond is 10,000 pesos. Therefore, company ABC is selling 1,000 bonds. The investor gets the initial investment plus the interest earned over time, right? Yes, that is right. Another thing about bond prices is that they have an inverse relationship with interest rates. Bonds will trade at a lower price when interest rates are rising and vice versa. There are even certain instances in which organizations need to borrow money from more than one entity due to the large amount of money they need. Correct. Now would you like to know more about how to make money from bonds? Of course. Same here. Please enlighten us. You see, there are two ways you can make money from investing in bonds. First. You can opt to hold your bonds until they mature and collect the interest payments on them. That first method is quite common. How about the second? You can sell bonds you bought at a price higher than the initial. For instance, you may sell 5,000 pesos worth of bonds at face value for 6,000 pesos once there is an increase in their market value. By doing this, you get an extra 1,000 pesos. Moving forward, let's delve deeper into why bonds are an advantageous investing strategy. The number one reason is safety. Compared to other types of investments, bond values do not fluctuate as much. Due to this, bonds can be used to balance riskier holdings and investments in your portfolios. Number two. Bonds provide income. These pay you a fixed amount of interest twice yearly. The income stream is predictable and stable despite the low rates. Number 3. Diversification 
Bonds offer you room for safety, and investors tend to invest in different options such as both stocks and bonds. Greater diversification provides them with lower financial risk. When the stock market is failing, bonds can help you preserve some of that capital. Number 4. Bonds help preserve the principal. Fixed income investments are extremely helpful to those who are close to needing the principal cash they have invested. This helps reduce large short-term losses. However, investors must also keep in mind the risk that bonds have. There is still a possibility of the investor not receiving the agreed-upon principal and or interest due to the borrower's unwillingness. Moreover, inflation is commonplace. By the time you receive your principal, prices for different goods and services may be much higher. Bonds have a substantially lower return on investment compared to stocks as well. You also cannot predict the exact time and date at which you can reinvest the money you put into the bonds. Do not forget the liquidity risk too. Assets in bonds are not easily convertible into cash due to its market price being at risk. Before we end our session, we have a question from one of our listeners about investing. They say, what should I do with my money as a student with no income? That's a great question. I mean, I guess for me, what I could say is to start saving up some money. Even as students, you probably get some money, especially now that we're in a face-to-face setting with school. You should save some of that money somewhere and make it a habit because that will build up over time. To add to that, think in percentages. You can start off by saving 10% of the money you get and then slowly build on it from there. Eventually, you could follow the 50-30-20 budget rule. Use 50% for your needs, spend 30% for your wants, and then put away 20% for your savings. We have learned so much about investing in the stock market, UITF, and BUL. But you should only invest money you could lose. Make a threshold of money you can invest, and don't forget to learn from your mistakes. You will lose money. But always remember that failing is part of the process. Not only with finances, but with life in general, you know? I think that's a good place to end off our answer to their question. If you have any more questions, ideas, or anything else you want us to talk about on project investment, be sure to send us your thoughts through our email, www.projectinvestment.gmail.com That just about wraps up our podcast. Anything you want to add before we conclude our talk for this session? It is a good thing that we have gone over these different investment plans we could start. That is true. No matter how much money we have, it will really go to waste if we do not know where to put it. Unwise spending has been quite a problem for a lot of households who do not know any better. It really is quite important to be educated on these things. And that is why we are here to talk about it. The world of economy is a vast place that people really need to explore if they want to succeed financially in life. Once again, 
Thank you for listening to Project Investment, where we share stories, knowledge, and effective ways to get into the world of economy.